Hello and welcome to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, where today I'm going to talk about the six ways parents destroy their children without even trying. So the big question is this, how are parents like us, who don't have a manual, who are doing the best we can, who feel as though we aren't enough, how are we going to raise healthy, happy children who we are proud of and still keep our sanity in that process? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Ryan Roy, and welcome to I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, a podcast for parents who are being real with themselves. Hey, welcome back to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, where today I'm going to be talking about the six ways parents destroy their children without even trying. You know... When I came across an article, and this is an article that I came across uh, at nogreaterjoy.org, I thought to myself, you know, a lot of times on this podcast, I talk about uh, how to empower your kids, or I talk about some of the struggles, but sometimes, subconsciously, as much as we have good intentions... Sometimes we're hindering our children in ways that we don't even realize. And as I read through this, I thought to myself, wow, three out of these six, I am probably falling victim to, for lack of a better term. So I thought I'd share it with you, my audience, here on I Don't Know Jack About Parenting. Because, obviously, I admit that I don't know much, but I continually read, I continually research... I continually self-evaluate and look in the mirror. And my hope is that as I continue to to do that and I continue to share my thoughts around some of these things, that you look yourself in the mirror so that you could be a better version of yourself for your child or children. So number one is kind of how I grew up. This was not intentional by my mother, but... She gets so busy providing for your children that you don't have time for them. And this is something that uh, I've been extremely conscious of as a parent because I grew up with that single mom who worked a lot of hours just trying to put food on the table and a roof over our heads that it wasn't intentional. It was just survival for her. And a lot of my challenges as an adult stem from not feeling loved because my mother and my father were not present. Now again, unintentional. What is the topic of this? It's six ways people destroy their children without even trying. So when you think you're doing good or you're providing, and my mom is that mom who uh, never touched the drug, she never drank, she just worked, 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 provided, 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 poured into us when she was around, cooked home-cooked meals, had huge holiday celebrations, uh, and did all the things that she could within her power that she thought were right. Um, But the absence of a loving parent um, in critical growth moments as a child can be detrimental. Uh, 
So I often, you know, and I'll share this. I, I run a dad's group at my son's school. And I often tell the dads when they're like, hey, you know, I work. I can't, I can't make it. And all I ask them is to show up a couple times a year for breakfast and have breakfast with their child. And we do a little exercise, a little presentation. And the thought is, is kids, the way kids spell love is T-I-M-E, which is time, right? And if we're so busy providing for them or I got to go to work, um, they feel unloved or potentially can feel unloved. So it's important to take time out and spend it with our children. And I say it to the dads like this, your kids know how important work is. You probably always tell them, dad's gotta work, mom's gotta work. I can't because I have to work. So why not take a little bit of time out of your work, and they know how important it is because you've told them, and show up to their workplace, which is school, so that they know that they're more important for those 30 minutes than work was. It puts them on cloud nine. So number two, you don't realize you're doing it, but setting a bad example, right? Um, I'm going to use a simple example here. The thing that comes to my mind when I think of this, the parents who uh, may be smokers, who may be addicted to food, right? A little bit overweight, and you're not intentionally hurting your children, right? You have these addictions that um, get the best of you. But if you look statistically, and I don't know the statistics, but probably households where there was a smoking parent, those kids have a much greater chance they have access to becoming smokers themselves. Our children want to do exactly what mom and dad do. They mimic our behavior. So make sure we are on our best behavior in order to set a good example for them. Not a bad example because they are going to mimic us. I also run a dad's group on Facebook. And it always amazes me how many dads are like, hey, I quit smoking as soon as uh, my son was born, as soon as my daughter was born. Because they know that it's a poor example, that it's a poor life choice. And they can make a better one and they want to set a better example. As a matter of fact, part of my thing is when I found out I was going to be a dad, I knew I had to become a better person. And um, I did a lot of soul searching. I did a lot of personal development. And I, I'm doing the best I can with the knowledge I have. And that's why I continue to seek knowledge like this article that I'm sharing with you today. So this is one I fall victim to, and it's not, as much as I empower my son, and my sons at this point, I know that I can do a better job in this area. And that's number three, expressing displeasure regularly. And it's huge, right? And, and I'm just gonna read a little bit of this. It says, this is a biggie. It is so subtle that parents don't even know that it's happening. I've observed parents relating to their children in intermittent displeasure and seen the negative effect it's having. When they asked my advice, I have pointed out their destructive tendency to always criticize or show displeasure to their children. They are usually shocked and unbelieving. But, but I love my children, they explain, exclaim. And then I respond, but. 
and they fill in the blank. But he's so stubborn and willful, always doing the opposite of what I tell him. And uh, what I detect is anger, and they say, eh, you know, I've spanked him, and it seems to do no good. I just don't know what to do anymore, and follow up with, you say he's stubborn most of the time. How do you respond most of the time, she answers. Sure, I'm displeased, but what else could I be? I can't be happy when he's so stubborn. And this is a vicious, vicious cycle, right? So when I hear that, I, th I think, you know, we want the best for our kids. And I just think of, of myself, you know, my son uh, is amazing in a lot of ways and he does a lot of good things and it's really easy for us to critique and not to praise. Uh, and I know this statistic and my wife used to tell me all the time, she says, you know, you, you, you praise him way too much. But I read a statistic years ago that says it takes 20 positive words, 20 positive phrases to negate one negative. And although I praise him a great deal, I tell him every day I'm proud of him and five reasons I'm proud of him and all these things, it's, it's the simple ones where instead of asking him to put his plate in the sink or put his cup in the sink after dinner and he'd be in seven and a half going on eight years old and you've been saying it for you know uh, 2100 days of your life and you think it would sink in and you're like sometimes to say something like are, are you ever just going to do it without me asking and I don't know that I've ever said that but I know there's ways that I have uh criticized or shown displeasure in some of his actions and that doesn't serve him and it doesn't serve me and it doesn't serve our family so because of my self-awareness i may not do this as much and i may be beating myself a little bit up but this brings more awareness back to myself how can i do better um and the, the answer for me is in my book, Be the Dad You Wish You Had, that you could get at bethedadyouwishyouhad.com, is reward the behavior you desire. It's always worked for me, and at times I get away from that. I tend to criticize the things I don't like, but I need to reward more the behavior that I desire. Number four is a big one. For a lot of parents, a lot of parents uh, have these false promises. Uh, I try not to do it, but I witness myself doing it. I witness my wife doing it more often than I do, but not enforcing boundaries, right? We create boundaries. If you don't do this, this is going to happen. If you do this, this is going to happen. Consequences for actions. And um, I find that parents have a hard time enforcing these boundaries and when they are not enforced then there's no accountability when there's no accountability there ends up being a level of chaos and uh and then parents always say oh you know i don't, I don't understand why my kid doesn't do this and do because they've never suffered any consequences for their actions because you create a boundary 
You say, little Johnny, if you don't do your homework, you're not playing video games tonight. And then little Johnny comes home and uh, you haven't had time and you're cooking dinner and things happen. And, and little Johnny's like, hey, mom, can I play video games? You're like, is your homework done? He's like, no, but you got other things on your list to do. And you're like, you know what? It's going to occupy time and I need to get done what I need to get done. And little Johnny goes over there and he plays video games for an hour. And he didn't get his homework done. And then you wonder why little Johnny doesn't want to do his homework, right? He doesn't have to. He's never suffer suffered a consequence. Number five is an interesting one. I never thought of it this way. But leaving them to choose their friends. Um, and and, and I, I read this, and, and I don't know that I fully agree with it. I think we need to show our kids good character. And if they understand good character, uh, I've allowed my son to choose his friends. Uh, and I, I always say son because I have a seven-year-old and an 18-month-old or a 19-month-old now. And the little one hasn't really had the opportunity to choose his friends yet. But he has also chosen some poor friends. And, and he says, I don't like the way he does this. I said, well, that's your choice, right? And if you don't like it, you need to make another choice. So I, I, I believe in giving him choice. And I believe in letting him recognize suffering consequences of that poor choice. So I think teaching them that there's consequences for their actions or consequences for making a poor choice in friendship, um, that they can make better choices. So... Um, don't just allow them free-for-all because they may get some bad influences. And I've pointed out bad influences that he's had and said, do you like that? And he's like, no. I said, then you don't need to hang out with that person. So the last one, number six. Finally, you can destroy your children by not giving them any responsibility or holding them accountable. And this goes back to accountability that I just said. Uh... Remember, this is without trying, right? It, it, you have to try to give them chores. You have to try to give them responsibility. So this article was six ways you destroy your kid without trying by not giving them the ability to show up in a positive way, to show up in a negative way and learn from those mistakes. Listen, take out the trash. It's a simple task. Uh, put away your laundry. Simple task. Um, make sure that, and this isn't even a chore, chore, but just like simple things like make sure the lights are turned off when you leave a room. Make sure, as I mentioned earlier, that you put your dishes in the sink. Don't just get up from the table and walk away. It's, it's your responsibility and hold them accountable, right? If they don't take out the trash, they don't get to watch their favorite show. Like, did you do what you were supposed to do? No. Okay. So for the next three days, I, I believe in enough pain where there's a trigger, where there's there's like enough pain where they'll remember. Like if you, oh, hey, you don't get to watch your show right now for a half hour. Okay. I'll watch it tomorrow. No, three, four, five days of missing out on something they desire to have is where I believe they learn. But that's, again, holding them accountable, holding them true to the things that you said you were going to do. If it's a punishment, and I don't really consider it a punishment, I always tell my son, I'm not punishing you. You made a choice. 
You're suffering the consequence of your choice. I never put it on me. He's never like, oh, my dad. And I've asked him, do you think I'm a bad dad? And he'll look at me. He's like, no, you're fair. Those are his words. You're fair. So give them responsibility and hold them accountable. But I find that this is the biggest challenge for parents that I speak to. It's like, well, what were the consequences? Did you follow through, mom or dad, on your consequences? Well, no, you know, he's a good kid. Well, guess what? He's not always going to be a good kid. And if you don't teach him, the world will. And it's our job to teach them before the world does. So those are the six things that will destroy your children without you even trying. We'll see you in the next episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting. Do you want to be the dad you wish you had? If so, go get my free book, Be the Dad You Wish You Had, at bethedadyouwishyouhad.com. Inside, you'll find my most effective 40 tips to quickly and easily transform yourself into the ideal dad. Go to be the dad you wish you had.com now and get it while it's free.